the state attorney here in Palm Beach County upped the charges against Robert Kraft and the 24 other men swept up in this investigation to a first-degree misdemeanor. If convicted on those charges, it carries a harsher penalty, including up to 100 hours of classes learning about the evils of human and sex trafficking, as well as up to a year in jail. When we use the phrase law, re law enforcement reform or police reform, it's, it's a tough thing for me. I have long postulated that the use of the police today is becoming more and more like the lobster backs of the 1770s, the British troops in the 1770s. It's becoming more about enforcing government policy than anything that's actually societally important or necessary. So, while I lean towards the idea of law enforcement reform as a total reform of why and how we're doing things, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the men and women of law enforcement are bad people. That's not what I'm saying. The question becomes, the politicians that are using them to achieve their aims and goals which is ever more power over you and I, and your neighbors, and our neighbors. I actually came across a story that I want to get into probably tomorrow that started me down this path. Um, it's a story about how the government is using its muscle, its power, to decide what you can and cannot spend your money on. Just let it rattle around in your brain for a moment. The government has decided that there are things that you should not be buying. And so they have leaned on the people that sell those things that they don't want you buying, by the way, are protected by the First Amendment, to refuse to allow you to pay for them. And it's affected a lot of things. But in the midst of all that story, there was a line that, caught my attention about some things and kind of pulled me back in time a little bit. You remember right before Super Bowl 53? Super Bowl 53 was, well, for those of you that love offensive football, it wasn't very exciting. Patriots against the Rams. It was supposed to be really exciting, but it wasn't. Bill Belichick uh, defense, the Patriots defense, essentially smothered the Rams. And the Patriots went on to claim their sixth Super Bowl title for their owner, Robert Kraft, which of course was the big news of the day, not because they'd won their sixth title, not because he had done anything fantastic, but because a few days before this, he had been arrested in Florida. Why was he arrested in Florida? Well, he had gone to a place known as the Orchard Day Spa, Orchards of Asia Day Spa, which is, not to put too fine a point on it, it's a front for a rub-and-tug joint. There he had spent his money and apparently gotten whatever it is that he wanted out of that and gone on his way. Police at that moment moved in, busted him along with 21 other Johns, as it were, published their names in all the papers, made a a big uh, stink about it, and 
all of the discussion going into Super Bowl 53 wasn't about the Patriots versus the Rams. It was all about Robert Kraft being arrest arrested for solicitation of prostitution and how this terrible act that he had done was contributing to the enslavement of others and their the dangerous lifestyle that they were being forced into slavery almost because the police were trying to stop this. The government was trying to stop this. The day spa, by the way, became notor notorious. You can actually today buy an Orchids of Asia t-shirt or a coffee mug. And for the longest time, people were going there and having their pictures taken, especially people that hated the Patriots were going there and getting their pictures taken. I don't have one of these coffee cups, by the way. I just want to be clear about that. Um, not saying I wouldn't use it if I had one. I'm just saying I don't have one. The The place became famous for this. And of course, it was shut down. And the, the, the government there, the local prosecution, prosecutors made a big deal about how they had saved these women from being trafficked to people like Robert Kraft, who's just a an evil old man. And he's participating in this. And they went on and on and on about all that. Well, as the story developed, it became apparent that there was something wrong with the narrative we were being told. That narrative was based on the idea that these women were being trafficked, that they were there completely against their will, and consequently, government needed to use law enforcement to step in and save them. And so, without a warrant, as we later learned, they installed surveillance cameras into all the rooms at the at the salon <sighs> without a warrant. Now, maybe you could argue that there were existential circumstances and that they needed to save these women and they needed to stop the break up this prostitution ring or whatever. You could make that argument, and I'm sure that they did. The problem, of course, came in when people started putting two and two together, and we talked about it on the show back then. The fact that if these women were really in danger, if this really was an existential problem, once you had your first evidence of that, that's when you move in to make your arrest. Right? I mean, that not make sense to anybody? Now, what happened in Jupiter, Florida? What ended up happening was, for better than six months, the police continued to record people coming into the joint, the, the Orchid, Orchids of Asia day spa, being serviced, and leaving, having paid their money. For six months, this went on. Again, if these women are truly in danger, you don't wait six months. And you certainly don't wait until the day the biggest fish of all of them, Robert Kraft, arrives for his visit. In fact... <laughs> Should have been shut down long before that, if what we're being told is true, was true. Instead, they waited until Robert Kraft showed up, billionaire, newspaper, owner of the Patriots, and, oh, by the way, uh, erstwhile Trump supporter, or at least not Trump opponent, along the way. Then you make the arrest, you print all these names in the paper, you put him on the front page of the newspaper, and you make a big deal about how we've got to stop trafficking and how we're, we're using these, these 
these police officers are, are using the authority of the law to put a stop to this until people start asking questions about, well, why didn't you do it six months ago when you knew it was happening? The truth of the matter was, they weren't really interested in protecting anybody. What they were trying to do was, in fact, catch a big fish, and they kept fishing until they caught a big fish, thinking that no one would ever know what they were really doing. Because, you know, it sounds good. Hey, we're keeping these women safe. We're protecting these women from being trafficked, so forth and so on. It all sounds great. I mean, it really does. And if that was really what was happening, and if they had busted them after the first guy went in there, maybe we don't even have this conversation, even if that first guy had been Robert Kraft. Instead, it became quickly obvious that after the arrests of Robert Kraft and at least two of the people that worked there as these women were arrested as well, that there were some holes in the story. One of them, one of those holes, of course, the biggest hole of all was we didn't bother to get a warrant. We claimed existential circumstances. We needed to do this right away to protect these people. And then we didn't protect them. We kept fishing. Not as big as I like. Not as big as I like. Oh, got a big one now. Now let's go to the newspapers. Now let's go to the tele... Folks, I, I would bet you money. I would bet you money that they had intel that Robert Kraft had been there before. They put their cameras in place and they were just waiting for him to come back. This is not how you use law enforcement. This is not what law enforcement is supposed to be. If there was, in fact, an existential danger to these women, then they should have solved it right then. They didn't. They used it as a methodology of essentially fundraising because they knew they were going to get some big fines and some, some big you know, press and, and a lot of pats on the backs and may, who knows, maybe some grants from the government. But they knew they were going to get a lot of money out of Robert Kraft and these other Johns because what defense could they possibly have offered? I don't know. You know, it's kind of interesting to me that we seem to frown on this. And again, I went to seminary in downtown Atlanta, folks. Believe me, I've had conversations with prostitutes. I know that's a strange thing to say, but it's true. I've learned some of the wisest things I've ever learned from talking to prostitutes on, on, on uh, I don't even know what it's called now, Martin Luther King Drive, I guess, in Atlanta. Because I would go sit out on the front gate and talk to them. They're interesting people in a lot of ways. They have uh, a unique perspective on life that I didn't have and still technically don't have. I mean, other than what I've learned from them. What I discovered was they're people too. And there comes a point when you recognize the fact that shaming people is a dangerous thing to do, a dangerous thing to get into. In fact, the rabbis use a little incident in Genesis chapter 38, I think, to really talk about shaming of people for doing things that 
everybody probably does to some degree or another. I'm not saying we all go to prostitutes. That's not what I'm saying. But we all have faults and we all don't want those faults on the front page of the newspaper for political gain by people who really aren't doing what they say they're going to do, which is protect other people. Follow my drift here? And if you don't know the story of Genesis 38, you might want to go read it. I don't really care which version you read it in, but you might want to go read it. And then see what, see what I'm talking about here. At the end of the day, Kraft and the other Johns who are apparently much smarter than the prosecutors in Jupiter, Florida, found out that the surveillance was, they had no warrant, and it had been going on for six months. That eliminated the exigential, ex, whatever the hell the word is, <laughs> circumstances. The, the we got to do this right now because lives are in danger circumstances. It eliminated that. Because if it really had been that way, Number one, why wouldn't you have made your arrests on the first day? There's a bigger problem with number two. Anyway, the court threw the case out because the, the videotapes were not admissible. They were obtained under false pretenses by the government. Our government obtained under false pretenses. Lies. These videotapes of these men being involved with us. Rightfully so, the court threw them out. Now, the defendants, Kraft and the others, did ask that the tapes be destroyed so that they could not be used maliciously later on. The court has initially said no to that, but they're probably going to end up reconsidering that. But here's the other thing that proves that this is never about what they say they were about. Remember, they were going to try to save these women. That's why they arrested them, too, and charged them with prostitution and other crimes. And oh, by the way, Robert Kraft and all his buddies, his fellow Johns, walked. They got the charges thrown out and they're free and clear. Maybe a little embarrassment, maybe a little, maybe a little shame. I don't know, I'm a, if I'm a 78 year old widower with billions of dollars, do I really care what you think about my Weird behaviors? They really don't. Maybe some of the other guys did. I don't know. We don't know. What we do know is the government used false pretenses, false lies, to trap people into doing something that the government could have stopped much, bef much longer before that, but chose not to, and then charged the people that they were ostensibly supposed to be helping with crimes. Do you think that they got off? Do you think their charges got thrown out? Do you think their fines got reduced and sentences got reduced? <laughs> of course not. And even today, they're still having to pay those fines, still having to serve those jail sentences, still having to be punished by a government that says it was trying to help them. Really? You start to see why law enforcement, not police officers, but law enforcement might need some rethinking. <laughs>